On this episode of Rev Hang, Ben and I talk about the Formula One Brazilian Grand Prix. Let's do it. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Rev Hang. I'm Nathan, and alongside me virtually is my good friend and co-host, Ben Bagley. How you doing, Ben? I'm doing pretty good. Slightly lower quality setup right now. I'm hanging out at a hotel in Spokane, Washington, visiting family, so you get the laptop voice today. <laughs> awesome stuff. Well, yeah, this was, uh, for, for all the listeners, uh, we're a little late this week, um, between migraines and power outages and travel plans, uh, we're, we're trying to make it work, um, so if you hear a little bit of an echo from me on Ben's side, that would be what that is. <laughs> yep. Uh. Yeah. If you want us to not have echoes ever again, just, you just have to pay us each about 80000 a year, not a whole lot. Um, but just enough that we can quit our jobs and do this full time. Yeah, I would take that for sure. So um, maybe hit me up on Instagram, tell me to start a Patreon, and then we'll we'll go from there. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it only takes one eighty thousand dollar year Patreon. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> this is not a <laughs> Patreon financial advice podcast. Um, <laughs> this is a racing podcast. Was. It would be a good one, yeah. So <laughs> let us know if you want us to start a Patreon, and uh, we will. I would be more than happy to do that <laughs> if people are interested. Uh, get that sweet, sweet viewer engagement. Yep. Um, but anyway, let's jump right into some racing news. Uh, the other thing we really have this week to talk about is that Haas launched a writer review for the results of the United States Grand Prix but then was denied by the FIA. Uh, they were protesting because apparently Leclerc, or was it Leclerc? One of the drivers. They were protesting like three of the drivers, I thought. There were like several Perez, drivers, yeah. Leclerc and one other. Uh, yeah. Albon, or sorry, I don't know. Somebody. Yeah, there were a few. Uh, they were angry. Yeah, they were talking about track limits and stuff like that, so... Uh, basically them just trying to squeak some extra points out. Um, but, uh, FIA said no, so that is not happening. <laughs> uh, yep. but that's the only, uh, real racing news we have from this week. Uh, so let's just jump right into the Brazilian Grand Prix. Uh, this was a sprint week, the last one of the season, I believe. Um, and, uh, we had a sprint shootout on Saturday morning. Uh, we'll go through the qualifying order for the sprint race real quick. Uh, the top 10 were Lando Norris, Max Verstappen, Sergio Perez, George Russell, Lewis Hamilton, Yuki Tsunoda, Charles Leclerc, Danny Ricardo, Carlos Sainz, and Oscar Piastri. Lando Norris actually uh, managing pole position by just about half a tenth. Yeah, that was pretty cool. It was, and he was just as surprised as we were. <laughs> Um, I was not so well. Yeah, it was a good qualifying. Uh, Lando was very fast this week. Um, but yeah, going into the sprint race, Verstappen took the lead into turn one. Uh, <laughs> that was inevitable. Um, race over. Yeah. Yep. Right. Yeah. Russell jumped up to P two by the end of lap one, passing Norris. Uh, Leclerc, Hamilton, and Perez battled for P four on lap four, with Perez hanging on to the position. Norris then took P2 back on lap 5. Perez took P3 from Russell on lap 10. 
Uh, Ricardo then passed signs on lap 12, but was passed back into turn 3, and that whole process repeated itself on lap 14. Um, Piastri took advantage of all of the carnage and passed Ricardo on lap 14 as well. Uh, Alonso and Gasly had a great battle on lap 15, with Alonso coming out on top. Um, went back and forth for a few corners. Alonso raced... Uh, Piastri to the finish, but wasn't able to catch him before the end of the race. Uh, this was... Alonso had a few people <laughs> racing to the finish this week. Piastri in the sprint and Perez in the main race. Um, yeah, I was going to say, I was looking at that final out, and I was like, don't you mean Perez? Yeah, that was, uh, that was not the sprint. Yeah. So... It was a it was a pretty decent sprint race. I I do like Brazil a lot, um, especially for the sprint race. I think it's the the one track where I feel like the sprint race is justified. Uh, yeah, well, it's just an awesome track. I like it. It's a fantastic track. There's so many overtaking opportunities. Um, it's just a track that's very good for racing. Um, but yeah, so. Going into the results of the sprint race, Max Verstappen won, followed by Lando Norris and Sergio Perez. Uh, fourth and fifth were Russell and Leclerc. Sixth through ten were Tsunoda, Hamilton, Sainz, Ricardo, and Piastri. Then eleven through fifteen were Alonso, Stroll, Gasly, Ocon, and Albon. Sixteen through twenty were Magnussen, Joe, Hulkenberg, Bottas, and Sargent. Um, all right. Uh, let's go into qualifying for the actual Grand Prix. Uh, on pole position this time was Max Verstappen and not uh, Lando Norris. Um, second was Leclerc. Third was Stroll. Uh, fourth and fifth were Alonso and Hamilton. Six through ten were Russell, Norris, Sainz, Perez, and Piastri. Uh, Lando Norris did not have as good a qualifying this time. Uh, and the surprise of the week uh, was the Aston Martin team. Lance Stroll getting P3 and Fernando Alonso getting P4 and qualifying. They bounced back. Uh, yeah, it was nice to see the uh, Aston Martin cars a bit closer to where they were at the first half of the season. Yeah, for sure. What changes did they make? Did they just go back to what they'd had before summer break? Or did they actually make some meaningful upgrades to the car that i didn't realize i actually don't know it might have been the track too it's a slower track with where you need more downforce and it seems like aston martin just does better does better in the slow corners so um might have just been the track that helps them out but uh it's it's hard to know what they actually did <laughs> hmm. uh, getting into the race highlights uh, Leclerc went into the wall on the formation lap, ending his race before it started with a hydraulic failure. Where, well, everyone thought it was a hydraulic failure, but then he said it had nothing to do with that and nothing to do with... He didn't really say, <laughs> and so we don't really know what happened. Um, but he lost power steering is what we know at the very least. Uh, so he spun out, went into the wall, and that was his race. <laughs> Um, on the actual start, there was chaos, uh, between the two Haases and Albon, with Albon and Magnussen going into the wall. A tire flew off of Albon's car and hit Ricardo's rear wing, forcing him to pit for repairs. 
Uh, Piastri also sustained damage after contact with Hulkenberg. This incident caused a red flag. Um, on the restart, Alonso maintained his P3 that he was able to get up to, fending off Hamilton. Norris challenged Verstappen for the lead on lap 8, but was unsuccessful. Perez passed Russell on lap 14 for P5. Uh, the Mercedes cars dropped back through the field throughout the race. Uh, they just had a severe lack of pace this whole week. Um, Russell retired on lap 59 due to his car overheating. And then Perez and Alonso had a fantastic battle at the end of the race for P3. Uh, Alonso, Alonso passed him. Or no, Perez passed Alonso on lap 70. And then Alonso stayed with him and managed to pass Perez on the last lap for the last podium spot. Uh, and then they had a drag race down to down the final straight to the finish line, uh, where Alonso stayed in front by half a tenth in a spectacular photo finish. Uh, yeah, it was awesome. It was like the closest I've ever seen two people come for a spot the entire past what three seasons. Yeah, it was uh very good. <laughs> um actually good racing incredible yeah the the whole alonzo perez battle was was awesome to watch <laughs> um yeah overall I, I feel like the race was actually really good that was one of the races where my fiance and i turned to each other and we were like that was a really good race all the way through it was it was pretty good brazil is just a fantastic track for overtaking and i think that helps out a lot yeah, yeah, it definitely does. Um, although I did see that this was the least amount of overtakes in a Brazilian Grand Prix since, like, 2000... What was it? 2013 or, or something? It's been, like, a long time. Uh, really? So, I don't know what happened there. Or the credibility of the source I saw. I don't even remember. I'm just quoting something random. Um, but, anyway. Uh, I did think it was a good race, regardless. And, uh, yeah. It was fun to watch. Verstappen did win, followed by Lando Norris and Fernando Alonso on the podium. Lando was only eight seconds behind Max at the end of the race, and uh, he had also great pace. He got the fastest lap of the race. Um, Lando just absolutely killing it right now. Um, fourth and fifth were Sergio Perez and Lance Stroll. Six through ten were Sainz, Gasly, Hamilton, Tsunoda, and Ocon. 11 through 14, rounding off the finishers were Sergeant Hulkenberg, Ricardo, and Piastri. Uh, we had a lot of retirements this race, and it was Russell, Bottas, Joe, Magnussen, Leclerc, and Albon. Alright. So, like I said, Norris was super fast. It, uh, he's, he's been killing it this last half of the season. Yeah. Yeah, the card changes definitely helped, but it seems like his, his driving's picked up, too, to kind of match the car. Yeah, for sure. He's definitely out-driving Piastri at the moment. I don't think Piastri's driving horribly right now, but Lando's just on another level. Yeah, Lando's three points behind Fernando Alonso in the standings. Yeah. Um, Oscar Piastri, speaking of which, uh, did not have a great race, but it was not really his fault. He sustained rear-wing damage on the first lap. Um, and they were able to get it fixed under the red flag, but by then he had pit and was already a lap down, so he was kind of just <laughs> forced to race a lap down with Daniel Ricciardo, 
with a busted rear wing. Uh, so it was <laughs> probably not his most fun day on the track. Um, no. Did you see the wheel? The uh, the way the tire came off the wheel, by the way. No, not specifically that. No. Is wild. It kind of made me go in depth on how tires are connected to wheels in different race series. But yeah, it was wild that the tire just came off the wheel, and because it wasn't the wheel and tire that hit, it was just the tire that sheared off essentially. Right. Hmm. Yeah, you went. So you went in depth on how tires are attached to wheels in racing series. Yeah, apparently F1 still uses a very old mounting system for their tires, uh, which is not as secure as like IndyCar or some other race series. But it's also much lighter. So, well, that would be why. <laughs> yeah. Um, interesting. Um. Well, this week, Verstappen broke more records. Uh, he seems to be breaking records every week now. Um, this week, it was the Ascari win percentage record and the most sprint race wins in a season record. Uh, new, the second one being a fairly new record. Um, and I believe it was already his own record that he broke. Uh, but the Ascari win percentage is crazy. That record has stood for about 70 years. Um at 71% win percentage on the season uh, was the previous record, and Max Verstappen is currently sitting at, uh, or if he doesn't win the next two races, he will sit at 77% win percentage, uh, which is just nuts, and I think he can get up into the high 80s if he wins the next two. Could you imagine? It'd be pretty nuts. In fact... C3, yeah, it would be high 80s for sure. Wow. Um, do you think he has a chance to break that next season even, or do you think more people will be a little bit more competitive in their cars next season after getting it kind of figured out at the end of the season? Uh, you're asking me the real questions, Ben. Uh, I don't... I've been thinking about this, and I just don't know, because Red Bull is saying that we that next year's car will be the one that's most affected by the wind tunnel penalty, uh, and then, you know, Mercedes is going to have the chance to redesign the car, because, you know, they said that this year's car is just fundamentally flawed, and with how fast they are now, well, barring, like, minus Brazil, uh how fast they have been generally in the last half of the season. Um, once they fix their fundamental issues, whatever those are, um, I think they'll be pretty fast. I think McLaren will probably take another step up. Uh, I think it's going to be a lot harder for Red Bull next year. So I don't see Max getting that again in terms of this crazy dominant season. It could happen. But I don't, I don't find it very likely. Yeah, because I've been trying to figure out how much better the RB20 could be. I mean, in the interview, I think Adrian Newey did say that the RB20 was going to be, I'm paraphrasing here, but immune to the wind. Hmm. Essentially. Yeah. That was like his main goal. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know how much faster you could be than the other cars compared to this season. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's gonna be interesting to see 
how how everything plays out in the off season. I I really don't know. <laughs> yeah, because even if the race season ended right here, I mean, even then, like the entire next season would just be watching to see if Verstappen could break his own records. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Mercedes was slow this this week. Uh, I think this was just kind of a one-off. I think their car just didn't really fit Brazil, which is odd because usually it does. Brazil has always been a Mercedes track, uh, but not this time. Um, so very draggy down the main straight, and then for some reason did not have a lot of downforce in the corners, which is kind of contradicting, but that's what it looks like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, usually you trade some for the other, but they just didn't have either this race. Yeah. So, not sure what happened there, but I'm sure they will bounce back. Uh, maybe not in Vegas, because they don't have the best straight line speed, but we'll see. Um, Ferrari and Alfa Romeo had some reliability issues this race. Um, Ferrari just with Leclerc. We don't really know what happened. Uh, they did have some issues with Carlos Sainz last week as well, so it looks like their car is starting to feel the the physical toll of the racing season. Um, starting to have issues here at the end of the last few. And then Alfa Romeo had a double DNF due to the same reliability issue. Most likely overheating would be my guess. Uh, and that's what took George Russell out of the race. Um, don't really know for sure. I think it was engine issues on both Alfa Romeos. So, there's that. Uh, they've been a lot more reliable than they were last season. That's for sure. That's not a very high bar, but yeah, true. Yeah, that's also fair. Um, but, uh, yeah, it seems like we haven't had as many reliability problems this season, just in general. Yeah, um, and we haven't had nearly as many uh, parts change penalties this season either. At least not that I've noticed. Yeah, we had a couple. Like Yuki Sonoda had one in um, Mexico. I know that. Uh, and then I think Sergeant might have had one in the U.S. I don't. I don't remember for sure. But um, we've had a couple, but it hasn't been very many. That's for sure. Yeah, because I remember a, a big part of last season was just watching as Max Verstappen or Hamilton or any of the big race leaders would just all start from the back during a few races just because they took new engine parts or something like that, new power units. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it hasn't been as much of a factor this year, which is interesting. Um, but, uh, yeah, so moving on, Aston Martin had a fantastic race this race. Again, not really sure what happened. It could just be the track and car combo. Maybe they found something that worked in their package. Um... But Fernando Alonso was very happy to be back on the podium. And uh, Lance Stroll got a P5. So, very good result for the team. I think that was Stroll's best finish of the year uh, so far. So, uh, good job to all of them. That was a good showing for them after the last few races that were not good showings. <laughs> yeah, and speaking of good showings, the, the final laps between Perez and Alonso. Yeah, absolutely amazing. It was probably, I would say, the best, the most entertaining battle of the year so far. Um, 
just because it, it went it didn't really i guess it didn't really go back and forth except for the one time in the last two laps but uh perez was chasing down alonso for at least the last 10 laps and was you know fighting for that position uh so that was a very fun battle to watch uh all the way until the end was not sure who actually crossed the line first until until i looked over at the side to see who it was but uh yeah it was definitely very close um but yeah that uh kind of rounds off our talking points on the brazilian grand prix so let's go through the standings real quick um in first place obviously is Max Verstappen the world champion uh second place is Sergio Perez third is Lewis Hamilton fourth and fifth are Alonso and Norris uh, sixth and seventh are Sainz and Leclerc. Eighth and ninth are Russell and Piastri. Tenth is Lance Stroll. Eleventh through fifteen are Gasly, Alcon, Albon, Sonoda, and Bottas. And then sixteen through twenty are Hulkenberg, Ricardo, Joe, Magnussen, Loss, and Lawson. And then Logan Sargent is in twenty-first with one point. And Nick DeVries is in twenty-second with zero points. Uh. Feels bad seeing Logan Sargent in 21st place out of 20 drivers. <laughs> um, yeah, but, I mean, he's in pretty good company. I mean, Lawson was an absolute screamer. Yeah, but Lawson only had, like, what, five races? <laughs> that is also true, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Well, we'll see what happens with Sargent. That's another thing that's kind of uncertain at the moment. Um, I don't know. But moving on to the constructors, uh, obviously Red Bull won the championships. So they're out in front by exactly 400 points. Um, second place is Mercedes, third Ferrari, fourth McLaren, fifth Aston Martin, sixth Alpine, seventh Williams, eight, eighth Alpha Tauri, uh, ninth Alfa Romeo, and tenth is Haas. Alpha Tauri. combine Mercedes and Ferrari's points. And they still wouldn't match Red Bull. No. And I just saw that Max Verstappen just crossed the point where he has enough points to where he would have won the Constructors' Championship by himself uh, <laughs> at this point, which is nuts. <laughs> With two races left in the season. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty crazy. Uh one thing to note, AlphaTauri is only seven points behind Williams, and with how good AlphaTauri's been the last few weeks, that could be a fight that comes down to the wire. Um, probably not in Vegas, actually. Vegas might be Williams' saving grace, because Williams is usually pretty quick in a straight line, and Vegas is essentially a square. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's really going to come down to which teams can get their tires warm the fastest, though, I think. It's going to be old that race yeah it's looking like three or four degrees celsius which for us here in imperialist america uh well that's not really uh we use the imperial system is probably a better way to say that yeah not imperialist just uh, imperial system um <laughs> that is what probably about 40 degrees fahrenheit Ish, yeah uh so low 40s yeah low 40s out in the desert so it's gonna be wind chill as well um, yeah, it's going to be very, very chilly. Uh, drivers are going to have to wear some insulated gear, I think, because driving in 42 degree weather 
in essentially a 200 mile an hour convertible is not going to be the warmest thing. Um, <laughs> Reverse guitar. Yeah, exactly. Honestly, like there might be some legitimate issues because of how cold it is. Uh, yeah. So we'll see what happens. Uh, one thing to note, I, I saw that Master Stefan in an interview said that when he drove Vegas in the simulator, he couldn't stop hitting the walls. So fingers <laughs> crossed that <laughs> maybe we get some interesting things happen this this race. Um, Me whenever I drive Long Beach. Yeah, right. Me and Monaco. Uh, anyway, so I think Vegas is going to be... I hope it's an interesting race. We'll see. It's it's definitely a big unknown. Um, but uh, it's a new track, which is always exciting. I'm not excited for the amount of celebrities that will inevitably get all of the screen time. Uh, I think it's going to be way worse than Miami is in terms of, you know, it being an event over a race. Yeah. Um, Yeah, we're going to have a lot of celebrity NPCs. Yeah, with its proximity to Los Angeles, it's uh, almost guaranteed. (laughs) Um, Who knows, maybe the cold will deter them. Maybe. Maybe they'll stay up in their warm press boxes. Uh, But we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm excited to see the globe do whatever it's going to do during the race. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Who's uh, waving the flag for the biggest race? I don't know. That is a good question. <laughs> Alright, moving on to the Pit Stop Championship. Uh, Max Verstappen won this week with a time of 2.22 seconds. Nothing crazy, but uh, still pretty fast. Um, second and third were Piastri and Perez. Fourth through uh, fourth and fifth were Sunoda and Sainz. Six through ten were Stroll, Alonso, Norris, Gasly, and Ricardo. Nothing much has changed in the standings. I think the only thing that did was Stroll past Gasly. Um, yep, so Stroll is now in P8. Oh, my ch- oh man, I messed up the positions again. It's always on Pissed Off Championship, too. Seven, eight, nine. So Stroll is in ninth, Gasly is in tenth. <laughs> um... And then team championship, nothing's changed. Red Bull's still way out in front. At this point, I think they have won the championship. Uh, looking at it, maximum points being 43. Uh, so that would be an 86-point swing. And Red Bull is ahead by 89 points. So Red Bull is the... Constructors Championship, Constructors Champion for the Pit Stop Championship this year, officially. Congratulations! <laughs> Yay! Uh-huh. I should run my kazoo to play a little, a little tune for them. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I think Perez, with that being said as well, is also the Pit Stop Champion, with a gap of, I can't math. It's too early for this. What, 70, no, 69 points with two races left? Yeah, so Perez is definitely the champion. Probably was last week. Um, but yeah, so Pit Stop Championship is wrapped up. Uh, and uh, yeah, 
Uh, overtake of the week, I gave this to Fernando Alonso for his overtake on Sergio Perez on lap 71, the final lap of the race. Uh, it meant so much in the moment. Uh, he, he, uh, yeah, <laughs> it was a great, great overtake on its own, and also just with the context of it all being on the last lap for the last podium spot. Uh, just fantastic stuff. I 100% agree. Yeah. Not that I ever disagree. <laughs> but, you know, you I, can, I agree. You can disagree, Ben. It's fine. Can I really? Sometimes. Oh, okay. Not, not too much, or else I have to might, might have to find a new co-host. <laughs> you have to mute me. Yeah, I'll just... It's a, I'll, I'll, like, pretend like you're you're there, but uh, I'm just not going to put your side of the audio in. It'll just be me talking <laughs> to myself. Uh, <laughs> no. Of course not, Ben. Um, all right. Let's move on to our weekly predictions, uh, starting with this week's for the Brazil Grand Prix. Um, remind everybody the top five. It is Verstappen, Norris, Alonso, Perez, and Stroll. Give me your top five, Ben. My top five are... Well, I got distracted trying to figure out who's going to wave the uh, finish flag for the Vegas GP. I have not been able to find it. <laughs> uh, my top five were Verstappen, Norris, Piastri, Hamilton, and Sainz in fifth with Ricardo as my dark horse. Gotcha. I had Verstappen, Hamilton, Russell, Norris, and Sainz with Perez as my dark horse. So I actually got Perez <laughs> with that dark horse call. Feels bad. Um, got the first half and a win, but then I had Hamilton and Russell two and three, and that was very much not the case. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I I took the Verstappen Norris one too, but having Hamilton even in fifth place was apparently too much to ask. Yeah. All right. Fast slap went to Lando Norris. What'd you say, Ben? I had Verstappen. And I had Hamilton. <laughs> uh, the one time. Driver of the day went to Lando Norris. What'd you say, Ben? I had Piastri. And I had Hamilton as well on that one. I went Oof. all in on Hamilton this week and was severely disappointed. Um, but all right, let's move on to our predictions for the upcoming Las Vegas Grand Prix. Give me your top five, Ben. All right, for the riveting, I'm sure, Vegas GP, I have Verstappen, Signs. Perez, Piastri, and Norris rounding out the top five with Albon as my dark horse. I'm really hoping that Williams' top speed pushes him through all the uh, right angles, okay? Yeah. Uh, I have Verstappen, Perez, Norris third, Piastri, and Sainz. Um, and then I have Gasly as my dark horse because my brain at 7.55 this morning told me that... Alpine is pretty good in a straight line. And then my brain told me right now, Alpine has never been good in a straight line. What was I thinking? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, Gasly's my dark horse, but I'm not optimistic about that. That's the same same vibe as like somebody asks for your source, and you're like, it was revealed to me in a dream last night. <laughs> Essentially. That's, uh, <laughs> that's what it was. Uh, all right, fastest lab. What do you got, Ben? It's going to be Verstappen. And I agree with you there. And then driver of the day. I have Sainz, because if Sainz gets second in this race, he will also get driver of the day. Gotcha. And I have Perez, because if Perez gets second in this race, I think he will also get driver of the day. <laughs> so let's just uh, call it now. Whoever gets P2 gets driver yep. of the day. 
that's kind of the way it's been the last few weeks with Norris. Yeah, uh, unless Verstappen crashes out. Yes, unless that happens, and then it's a, a free-for-all. But yeah, we'll see. You know, it's it's interesting. If you look, if you watch, there's like these videos and charts on Instagram and stuff where if you like look up the championship minus, like if you take Verstappen out of it, it's actually been one of the craziest years. <laughs> Just with like Perez not being all that great uh, after Monaco and then the Aston Martin crazy strong start followed by their crash and then the McLaren's rise to power and then the Mercedes and Ferrari battle. Like if you just, if you exclude Verstappen from the results, it's actually been a very, very good year, which, you know, I think tracks because I've actually enjoyed most of this season, even despite the absolute sheer dominance of Max Verstappen. I thought this has been a pretty good season. Uh, yeah. And you're going to love it even more because Blue Man Group and Cirque du Soleil will be performing at the Vegas F1 GP. I don't think I've ever been more excited for anything in my life than to watch the Blue Man Group at a Formula One race. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But anyway, yeah, so it's been a good season. Uh, You just kind of have to know where to look and what to look for. Um just assume that Verstappen's going to win everything, <laughs> and then the real fight is for P2. Um, yeah, Norris even said when he got his P2, he was happy because that's the best That's the best you can get anymore. Yeah, which is kind of sad that we've gotten to that point, but I don't think Norris will get P2 forever. He's gotten so many this year. He's gotten so many in his career. Uh, I think that win is coming. I don't know when, probably not this year, but maybe next year. Uh, he's going to win at some point. Verstappen is going to have a bad day, and Lando's going to be there to pick up the pieces. It, it has to happen at some point. <laughs> it's got to. has to. Um, but, all right. Uh, last segment, Ben, do you have any words of wisdom for the lovely audience? Yes. It's getting colder. You need to have nice gloves. You need to layer. Layering will keep you warm. And then when you go inside, you can take off your layers and you will not be as warm where it's warm inside. So just layer up as much as you can. You know, I'm talking when it's real cold outside, you want that long sleeve thermal base layer. You wear like a a shirt over the top, a a little better styled shirt if you want some style. Maybe a sweater over the top of that, and then a jacket to top it all off. A nice puffy jacket that keeps lots of air insulation close to your body. That'll keep you warm the best as it gets colder. I can very much attest to this. Layering is crucial uh, after my several-year stint in Montana. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know. Yeah. How are things out in the high desert, Ben? Well, in Spokane, it's actually... Well, it's definitely colder than it is in the valley, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, and it's kind of like Klamath Falls, where it's just the drier it gets, the colder it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it's getting down to the 30s during the nights here. But yeah, definitely layering helps just keep all that nice warm air near you. I was wearing a nice puffy jacket with the wool on the inside uh, last night, and I was not bothered by the cold at all. Awesome. Yeah, it can get pretty chilly in Spokane. 
but uh, yeah, it hasn't really quite hit winter yet, but it's coming, so definitely buy your winter gear. It is early November, uh, and by late November, early January, the winter in the majority of the United States and probably most of Europe will start rolling in. Um, yeah, you got to remember that winter lasts until March, so it's never too late to get new winter gear. Yeah, yeah, unless you're in Oregon and then winter is like December and then mid-January and <laughs> then we get fog throughout February. Uh, yeah. But uh, that's basically our winter. Other than that, it's just rainy. But uh, moving to Montana was a culture shock and a half for sure. <laughs> huh. it's, yeah. You see grass four months out of the year. Um. Uh, but anyway, this is not a snow podcast. It's a racing podcast. And with that being said, thank you all so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, leave a like or rating on the platform you listened on. It really helps us out. If you want to see updated standings for IndyCar and F1 or a calendar of upcoming racing from all sorts of different series, check out our website, RevHang.com. If you have a question about racing or about us, hit us up on X, formerly known as Twitter, using hashtag RevHangPodcast. We may feature your question on the next show. You can follow Ben on Instagram at BenjiMeetsWorld and myself at 2N underscore squared. You can follow the RevHang page at RevHangMedia. We'll be back in two weeks to talk about the Formula 1 Las Vegas Grand Prix, hopefully a little bit less than two weeks now. Uh, But until then, I have been Nathan. And I'm Ben. Thanks for hanging out. See you later.